Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jake from Go With The Flow. This is, uh, and then I have Zach Wolf with me today. We're doing Maniac Mindset. It's kind of a sub-series of Go With The Flow. It's not quite its own show, but it's kind of not not its own show, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the weather uh, when you watch the news. Yeah, it's like, it's a it's an important key part, but it's not its own thing yet. So, so yeah, so this is going to be, we're just going to be talking about Mindset stuff, goals, uh, achieving those goals, and just basically, overall, just talking about how we don't give a fuck what other people think, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's right. That's what we're... Look, that's the first episode. Have, yep. I think this Let's is... Let's stick with I, that one. This is the I first like episode. Yeah. We're going to do, you know, big mind, small mind, because some people are trapped in their own little fucking... What are those little things called? Snow globe. People are just trapped oh, yeah. in their own little snow globe, you know, mm-hmm. and they... It's all calm and nice, and then someone shakes it up, and they freak out because it's snowing all of a sudden. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy for what can happen to people, though. Too, it really is because some people right. are life's all content, and then the littlest fucking thing happens. The littlest mm-hmm. fucking thing happens, and then they just they're like, "Oh my god," you know, and they right. freak out. Well, like, like the best example I can do of that happens to people on a not super regular basis, but happens to people that totally fucks them up is like they lose their job. And then they're like, oh, fuck me, oh, God. And then they're in that tornado of snow globe where somebody shook them around, and they're like, oh, I'm upside down, I don't know what to do. My stability just got taken off from underneath me. And There's a lot of jobs out there. It, right, yeah. Especially right now. Yeah, like, if, you wanna, if you're looking to like do something new, or you're looking to learn something new, or you want to change a pace, literally there's no better time in history than right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and two, like, a, and I'm, I actually just kind of went through this, too. Uh, I just got a new job two months ago, so, and that's got that's going to be a little bit of the story today, um, bigger picture stuff. But uh, not giving a fuck what people think of you in your current job because I got a lot of flack for leaving. Like I, I felt, and check this out. Okay, so uh, I got a lot of flack for leaving because uh, sort of flack mean like shit. Like people gave me shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I got a lot of shit for leaving, it, it, and uh, because I the way that I felt was a. Uh, I was like abandoning the ship, you know, like, oh, you're supposed to either rise or sink with the ship. It's like, no, I'm not attached to the ship. This isn't my ship. I felt the same way because I left the same ship that you were. You did. Yeah. And I'm like, if I were the captain of the ship, yeah, I would be, I would be going down with it. I wouldn't be fucking, you know, but it's not my ship with the whole, not my circus, not my monkeys fucking shit. (laughs) You know, like I'm like, all right. So, uh, yeah, once I realized I wasn't emotionally attached to the job, like I had been before, you know, I was like, okay, if I take away my emotional attachment to it. And just think logically and say, hey, because, uh, you know, the reason I left was I wanted a, essentially a better life. I needed better pay. I wanted my wife to stay home. Uh, and I wanted to go on vacations. Like, I, I, I reverse engineered the life that I wanted. And so I was like, all right, where's a, what, what, what do I have to do in order to get a life where my wife stays home? I can afford vacations. Um, and I can see my kids more often. You know, like, and have more time for my family and be able to afford some stuff. I'm like, first off, I'm like, I can't have the same, I can't have the job that I'm at right now because the insurance is never, and I I did the calculations. I needed $86,000 a a year to pay for insurance uh, there, to pay for the taxes, and to get $1,000 a week because $1,000 a week is going to help me, is going to give me the life that I want. Yep. You know, and, ooh, excuse me. But so when I told our plant manager that he's like, we, we can't pay you $86,000. I'm like, I know that's why I'm leaving. 
this is my two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we had a good conversation too about you know blah blah, and he's all about control, control, control. Like if you've ever heard of the Forty Eight Laws of Power, he's like to a T, and they're all conniving politics. Political backstabbing stuff makes it like, think it's your fault. And, yeah, you like and, and a lot of it is take credit for everyone else's work to make you seem ubiquitous, uh, which is everywhere all at once, um, and to make you seem like you can do a lot more than you can as one person. You know, and I mean, it's like that's not leadership. That's not leadership the way that I've uh, I do leadership. You know, I'm more of a Simon Sinek kind of guy where it's like give credit where credit's fucking due. You know, like say, hey, this was my team. I'm the one that moved all the pieces to where they needed to be, yes, but I didn't do the work. You know, I put yep. the people where they needed to be. I released a leader's responsibility is to find out the strengths and weaknesses of the of your team and put uh, put them where they need to be to get the work, maximum work done. You know, like the, it's like playing chess, okay? Um, but we're getting a little off topic here. Um, that's f- yeah, that's fine. Right, but we're, we're going with the flow. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, um, that was a random tinge. Back to making. Huh. <laughs> I had yes, to. Yes. I had to. Hey, play with it, man. This is our opportunity to uh, hammer out some. Try it out. Yeah, right, I'm gonna make a joke, and you do the. Uh, uh, oh no, I can't do it on on command now. Oh man. Oh. All right. Well, uh, back to the yeah, train yeah. of thought. Um. <clears throat> so. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we're. Where can I blah, 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 blah. And luckily, you had a very good recommendation where, you know, yep. I got into where you're at. And within six weeks, my wife is already at home with the kids. We have our tickets for the concert in Zurich. We have our Airbnb booked in Zurich. The only thing we need now is our plane tickets. I've already got the time in at work. So unless somebody comes in and is like, there was only one person one of the four days I'm taking off. They, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, they need it. Unless out. somebody comes through and does like a weekly or something. like Exactly. That. Yeah, you'll be fine. That's what I'm thinking. And it's not like around a major holiday or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. randomly. So when is it? What are the days that you're uh, going? September 14th through the 19th. Okay. Yeah, you should be fine. Yeah, it's a Thursday, Friday, and then a Monday, Tuesday. It'll be good. Yeah. And I'm really fucking. We're, go, we're going to Zurich. So, and I'm super excited to see the. Where's Zurich? You got to tell people. Oh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. Should we tell them all the weird shit about? We won't go into where we work or anything. <clears throat> or should, can we tell them what we make? No, no, no. Okay. Keep that all. Yep. Not your, not your business, guys. Sorry. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> Official disclaimer. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it, the cool thing is, as I was reading, like I started a book, uh, the interpretation of dreams. Uh, or no, Man and His Symbols by Carl Jung. And the intro was, it's like, and this is like right after we were like, all right, we're going to go to Zurich, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it, you know, people, li- listen to the science, listen to the universe. Uh, it, open your eyes and you'll find shit everywhere. I mean, obviously we can go into focus and how that works, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I was reading the intro to the Carl Jung book and he's like, Oh, yeah, and in his Zurich home that he lived for for 50 years, I'm like, oh. and then I looked it up. He's got a museum. The house that he used to live in is a museum. That's so, insane. Yeah. Manifesting so, right there. Yep, dude. so the first thing that we do when we touch down is we're going to go to the Airbnb. Like, I have an itinerary. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're only there for so many days. Yeah, you got to exactly. yep. make the most of it. Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're touching down. We're going, uh, I'm going to bring Lindsay to the uh, mile, <laughs> to the uh, uh our Airbnb, and then we're gonna, I'm going to let her 
sleep off the jet lag, and I'm going to go to the Carl Jung Museum. Because you have the energy of the fucking sun. Yeah. So. I said that yesterday when I was about to, when I was almost falling asleep on the way home. after. I have the energy of the sun. I was. I was like, I'm made from the sun. I have unlimited energy. And then she <laughs> looked at me. She's like, ah. this fucking guy. <laughs> Why did I marry you? Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee she thinks that like every day. <laughs> like, That's pretty Why? funny. Why this guy? <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, along the lines of don't give a fuck. Uh, because if you <clears throat> remember, you are writing your own story. Yeah. And if you're if you don't put yourself as the main character of your story, then you will never reap the benefits of the main character. You know, like a wise person once told me, and I, if I fuck this up, I'm sorry. I would rather live. What is it? Five years of adventure, thirty years of adventure, than to spend a hundred years backed up in a corner. Yep. You told me that, which I think your brother actually said. No, that, that was Jim Rowan. Oh, okay. but I always said it but about said, Caleb. Yeah. yeah, like I'd rather live thirty years of adventure than yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. So, like, w- do you want to just be backed up in your little safe ass corner? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I got my job, I uh, get my groceries, and I uh, I go to work and I go home and I watch Netflix every night and do nothing with my life. Oh yeah. No, well, and that's that's Fuck that that's shit. that's uh, equivalent to a prison. You know, it is. we we build these boxes <clears throat> for ourselves, and we build these constructs and these rules. That we say, hey, you know, this is the kind of person I, I am. This is the identity that I am. This is who I identify as, and I'm going to keep myself in this little box. You know, and I'm not going to go outside of the box because, oh yeah, the person I am doesn't go skateboarding. The person I am doesn't go skydiving. The person I am doesn't. Ooh, dangerous and extremely fun things because her, her, her. That's what that's what dangerous people do, and I'm not a dangerous person. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're not a dangerous person. <laughs> yeah, you know what? All animals aren't dangerous. What's that? I said, do you know what animals aren't dangerous? What sheep? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, what else? We got like cows. Cows. Yeah, very but, docile. Animals. I don't know. Cows will fucking chase you. Yeah, well, the only reason that cows are dangerous to us is because they can crush us with their feet. They're big. Yeah. Like, big motherfuckers. Okay, yeah, and, like, uh, I suppose cats can be dangerous. Lions. Yeah. Yeah, th- I mean, there are plenty of dangerous animals, and when you identify as a dangerous animal, you're much more likely to, first off, succeed. You separate uh, yourself from the pack. Exactly, yeah. And if you look at every millionaire, every billionaire, every trillionaire, you look at everyone that's successful, even people that are just barely making it doing something self-employed. Yeah. They separated themselves from the pack, Mm -hmm. and now they're doing their own thing, and they're taking risks, and they're taking chances. They're just doing their own thing, basically. Mm -hmm. And they, I guarantee you, you know, they had family members, they had friends, they had people that they worked with, like, oh, why would you ever want to do that? And you know what they did? They looked at him and they said, why not? Yeah, no, well, and do, like, with, like, uh, uh, Greg and Devin... Like those guys, uh, those were some of my favorite podcasts of yours. Um, and I, I haven't gotten through all of Wyatt yet, though. But uh, they, the, the common theme between all those guys is they were like, yes, I want to do my own thing, you know. And the, But the question of you can tell the uncertainty. They're not like 100% clear on what they are doing, but they are 100% clear on why they are doing yep. it. And like Simon Sinek has a really good uh, – it might not be Simon Sinek, but uh, – Either way, the line is when you have a big enough why, you can endure any how. You know? That's, so like, that's good. Yeah. I like no, that. Like, so, and that's why Simon Sinek has a book, Start With Why. 
you know, with everything in your life. You know, like uh, when I started to take leadership courses and stuff, I realized it, it it transfers into everything. You know, like being a parent, especially like if you can't lead your kids uh, because you don't know what leadership is, uh, you're, you, you know, setting them up for failure. Not yeah, only yourself yeah, as a no, parent, but setting yeah. them up for failure. Like, and, and I will constantly say the best thing that ever happened to me was that I had kids. You know, it like was like, hey, Zach, you I mean, should probably get your shit together. Most parents will, you know, though. Right, but no, no parents like like I guess I'll put my parents uh, uh, in this category. Is like they weren't like I'm going to become the best parent for my kids. You know, I'm yep. like, oh no, they were just like the regular people that are like, oh, I've got kids. How hard can it be? There are millions and billions of people that have had kids, and they all survived. It's like, yeah. Well, how about let's not think about survival. Let's think about thriving, thriving. You know, striving for something. You know, like setting goals. And That's another thing is people. That are in their box. They just want to survive. They want to be able to. Yes. They want to be able to wake up, get that paycheck on Friday, Thursday, whatever day mm-hmm. you get paid every week, every other week. You know, they just want to be able to get to their paycheck, so then they can, uh, you know, go out to eat with their family, and then they can go watch a movie, and they can, yep, pay their rent or their mortgage and pay mm-hmm. for their car. And I mean, that's totally fine. It is. Yeah, they can do whatever they want because that's their life. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to spend my life like that. I want to. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, like I, yeah, I work a lot, and I'm in that confinement of having a job and not doing my own thing yet. Yep. But everything takes time. Oh, yeah. I, I actually have a quote on my phone because with these uh with these episodes, I'd like to do a quote. I like, like every episode, you know, that kind of fits with the theme. So having, I gotta, I gotta pull it up here. All right, so I have like yeah, I have a couple of them, but one of them is patience is necessary to reach one's goal. Oh, completely, yeah. And that was said by an anime character from an anime, which is insane uh, that this anime touched me so much that it had a quote that I wanted oh, to yeah. write down. Yeah, no, it, well, and that's the thing about like any shows and stuff like that uh, is they're getting really good at writing, and they always have been. But uh, until you're able to see kind of. Uh, different levels of how things are. Like, we just watched The Matrix Revolutions this weekend. The new one, A Resurrection, yep. phenomenal movie. Like, yeah. And the conversation, have you seen it? No. Oh. I haven't even watched, like, all The Matrix. Oh, my God, they're great movies. And I I now know why they brought the fourth one back during the pandemic. Um, It makes so much sense. Uh, like, between the conversations between Neo and the handler, or the architect, uh, whatever they call him. But <clears throat> with him and Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> he plays a great character in that movie. Um, Neil but, Patrick Harris is in there? Yep. That's pretty yeah. cool. He starts off as the, the uh, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. You should watch the whole series. They're right. phenomenal. But <clears throat> uh, they have a lot of good points about society nowadays and how people just like, love to be controlled. And that brings me back to the point I wanted to make about uh, people in their prisons. You know, um, like until you, in this uh it's been explained to me, you have a hypnotic rhythm. Um, and until, and this is where Napoleon Hill's outwitting the devil. Uh, that's a big part of the book is disrupting your hypnotic rhythm. Um, and so many people are just in this flow state of this is how my life should be. And there's a song by nine inch nails that says it's called every day is exactly the same. And it's like every day is exactly the same. And it's it's a great song, but in it, uh, he explains, like, hey, you know, everybody just makes it. You, that's how you make your day, you know? Like, until you shake it up and take your box and snow globe, shake yourself, 
you know, you're not going to understand what it's like to get that kind of uh, uh, unrhythmic tune or line to your life. And, you know, yep. you, know you, you, don't, you don't understand. You have to figure something out that's outside of the construct of your box. You know, like, until you, like, either bring something into your box that's outside or just step outside of your box, you have no idea, like, what kind of things are out there. You know, like, and the funny thing is, we're not a species that's meant to be safe as an entire human species. Like, uh, I really like to think about, like, uh, my my needs, wants, and preferences. Uh, <clears throat> and that one's from, like, a, a directly from Jeff Lerner, but there's a bunch of different ways you can put it, you know, uh, I can't think of any other ones, but uh, your needs, wants, and preferences, what do I need? I always think about, like, 50,000 years ago, what did we need when we were in tribes? We needed water, we needed food. Shelter. Shelter, all right, yep. Uh, we, community. Yep, com- we needed community, yes. We needed to be, because we can't survive on our own. No. Nope. You know, you can't just, I mean, I'm sure you can, but... You, you're not going to thrive, you know, like, um, um, but you you want, you know, nice stuff. You want delicious food, delicious beverages, and you want, um, you know, entertainment. That's a big one. If you, it, oh, and that kind of brings me to Pascal's quote, uh, man's, most of man's problems stem from his inability to be alone in a room. Like, if you are one of those people that cannot be alone in the in a room by yourself for 10 minutes, learn how to be alone in a room for 10 minutes. Like, you will make leaps and bounds because your mind will fight it. And, like, <clears throat> our mind is actually designed to keep us safe. So, like, getting out of our comfort zone, it, you have to actually break your mind of those barriers of safety. And that's kind of why, like, th- like, today I brushed my teeth with my left hand. And it was super awkward. I've been doing it for two weeks now. Well, maybe a week and a half. But, like, you know, every time... And my right hand, it's it, I keep it up. And I can't... I put it down when I notice. And then I'm like... It's like... It's in ready mode to, like, grab the toothbrush from my left hand. And I'm it's like... like... Your body's fighting itself. Yeah, it is. And I can tell. <clears throat> and I have to tell my hand to, like, stay the fuck down. Relax, buddy. Relax. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... And then I focus more on my left hand. And I'm like... And I'm like, I can tell that this is, I'm not doing nearly as good a job as I should be. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm like, it just takes practice. You know, like by this time next year, I'll be a pro. You know, I'll be ambidextrous. You know, and I've been doing a bunch of other stuff. Like I've been eating with my left hand now. Like what the other day I was telling you, I was eating with my left hand at work because I was writing down something, a thought that I had. And so I was eating with my left hand and writing with my right hand. And I could feel the guy out of the corner of my eye, like looking at me like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that comes back to the point of give no fucks. Don't give a fuck what yeah. anybody thinks. Yeah, like I need. Yeah, I just fuck. I was like, I don't know who that guy is, and I could give a fuck less what he thinks about me. You know, like I'm eating with my left hand and writing with my right. Like I got shit to do, buddy. Like just <laughs> don't interrupt me. All right, <laughs> you know, you can look at me all you want. And <clears throat> part of uh, not giving a fuck what other people think is one thing I've learned is misery loves company. Oh yeah. So if somebody's miserable and somebody's down or somebody just has a, I don't want to say there's a wrong way to view life or a wrong way to, only, only 20 minutes. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. We're good. So I, got, I, got, I got another good comment that we're about to get into. But uh, if somebody just is, 
they just have a shitty attitude, which I don't know. There are shitty. You can argue that there are no shitty attitudes because there's no wrong opinions because they're opinions. <laughs> but like, if somebody, if say I said, you know, hey Zach, I'm uh, starting a podcast, and you're just like, why would you want to do that? There's That's mi- dumb. There's millions of podcasts. <laughs> That's dumb. Who do you think you are? Exactly. Like why? <laughs> like people do that, and my response to that is, why not? You know, like yeah, exactly. No, it was you too, like too to, many people ask why. You like to do your own thing. You like to do. You like to do woodworking. Mm-hmm. You like to go to the gym. You like to read books. You like to eat with your left hand and write with your right. <laughs> like why? Why do you do those things? Oh, because I like them and they're logical to me. And there you fucking go. You just mm-hmm. answer my question. Yeah. No. Well, when 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 you ask anybody why do you like something, uh, if they get nervous, then that's a problem. You know. Like, but if they're passionate, they're doing the right thing, you know. Like, <clears throat> but also the answer to that question is always correct because it's preferential to what they feel. Yeah, you know, like, uh, and th- there is no wrong answer to why do you like that, you know, and because it, it's all relative. And like, we can get into one of these episodes should be all about relativity because everything is relative, and I can talk about that for literally hours. But next. Uh, oh, I had my finger up. What was the next? Oh, about people tearing you down and pessimists. Okay, and this is one thing. If you, and I, I've told this to Jake a couple times on some of the stuff, um, if you don't want anybody to know about it and you don't want to feel uh, like that, that people are tearing you down. Can I say what you're about to say? Yeah. Private until it's permanent. Yep, keep it private until it's permanent. I learned that the hard. I learned that the hard way a couple of times. Hey, you know what? You, you have to learn things I, the hard way sometimes. So there's this Facebook thing that I don't think I followed them, but you know, if you keep liking something by one group, it'll keep showing up. And sorry to cut you off, but nope. I just being the fact that you brought this to me and brought this to my attention, and we just bringing it up now. There, they just show quotes, just random picture that's faded in the background with a quote. And the one I saw the other day was uh, private until it's permanent. And so I, like, screenshotted it and saved yep. it. And I'm like, yep, that's yep. fucking magnetizing my thoughts, manifestation exactly. right bringing it to me. If you think it, it'll come to you. Well, too, and especially if it's one of those things where, and, and this will bring me to my next point, um, especially if it's one of those things that is catapulting you or, like, that you are really passionate about, that you really enjoy doing, and it will bring you success if you continue to do it every day, chip away at it, gain that 1% every single day. Um and grow exponentially because, you know, that's what gaining 1% every day does is it's a, it's a curve, you know, it's not a straight line, you know, because 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, all of a sudden you've already, you've gained 10% and then 1% of 110% is 1.1, you know, so then boom, you're gaining exponentially, um, the compound interest, your compound effect, but, um, when you do that and you introduce that to other people and especially after you've had some success of it, uh, people, the classic case of, I'm going to tear this person down instead of rise up with them, you know, because the adage or the, uh, the saying is pray for, don't pray for an easier life, pray for a stronger something. Damn it. I'm, I fucked that up. <laughs> uh, don't don't pray to get easy. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, don't pray for things to be easy. Pray for you to be stronger. Okay, there. Some it's probably not perfect, but uh, yeah, close so, enough. You yeah, get the point exactly. Yeah, so like when I pray, you know, uh, 
I, I don't ask for anything to be easier. I ask for the skills to get through it, the mindset to get better, the ability to grow, the uh, shit like that. You know, like I always pray for myself to become uh, the person that's going to overcome the challenge instead of the challenge to be easier because, yeah, that's going to happen. You know, I mean, and we can probably come up with examples of how things that were difficult that we had to, and everyone, if you listen to this, think of a challenge that you had to overcome, that you had to become something that you weren't before the challenge presented itself. You know, that was a difficult question. Can you say that oh, again? Oh, let me break that down. Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, it was like, sorry. It was like the fucking, it's like the hardest question that people ask in the interview. And you're like, can you, don't make it, don't make it hard. Make it, uh, Sorry guys, don't want to be easy. That's your first first test. Get better listening skills. Come on, Jake. It's like my fucking second time job here. You know, I'm fucking it up. I didn't hear that. Sorry. No, but no. Thank you though. Okay, so imagine a challenge or something that happened in your life. It could be good or bad that you had to become something either more than you were, better than you were, or just had to grow in some small or big way that you had to get you through said challenge or obstacle, you know? Like, and that'll bring me to uh, Ryan Holiday. He's got a book that's in my goddamn cart on Amazon, but I haven't ordered it yet. But he's got a whole series. But the first one is The Obstacle is the Way. And that the premise of that book is all about how making bigger obstacles to get over, through, around. You know, because there's no right way to go through an obstacle. If there's a giant rock in your path, you use what you've got. If you've got feet, you walk around it. If you're a good climber, you climb over it. If you've got a shovel, you dig underneath it. If you've got a fucking grenade, you blow that fucker up. Blow it up. Level that shit to the ground, you know, and then no one's got to deal with that fucking boulder ever again, you know. Um, But... You know, just because there's one obstacle in your way, it doesn't mean there's one way to get around it or one way to, you know, deal with it. So, and that's where the, your hedonic, uh, yeah. Hypnotic Hypnotic rhythm. rhythm. I know, hedonic is something else. That's a different psychological term. But, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get there eventually. That actually kind of goes along with the the box thing, though. So the hedonic treadmill is we always go back to our feelings of our conscious, like our subconscious. Uh, but I can go into that later, but that's the basic premise. Um, no matter how hard you try, eventually you'll go back to base. Um, um, but yeah, so think about that and are we, should we, should we end on that? That's what we'll end on. Just finish saying your thought and then we'll do the little outro on that. Okay. Um, oh yeah, but was I still on Ryan Holiday? Yeah. Oh, but we want to create, you almost have to create obstacles in your way, if you want to grow and you want to become better than you were yesterday, find, like, search for these obstacles. Find challenges that will uh, make you become the better version or the best version of yourself. You know, like uh, like cold showers for me. Holy fuck. Yeah. Like, I did two in, a row, two in a row. I didn't do one yesterday. But the two days before that, I did two days in a row. And my, I, my water gets down to 39.5 degrees. How do you know that? I, like I wanted to know, so I put the fucking t- meat thermometer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking and I was like, all right, in thirty seconds, what does it get down to? And it was like, you know, and I'm like, holy fuck, this got down to thirty nine. But they say the optimal degree is thirty eight degrees, so I'm like, close enough. 
And I'm like, it's cold as fuck. Like, I'm like, if you want, I might do a video of it one time. I'm like in there hyperventilating. My wife's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I have to focus on my breathing, like the Wim Hof shit. I'm like, take deep breaths. I'm like, <sighs> like, but it, after I get done, like you said, that dopamine, like, drop and then spike. And it lasts like hours. Like, I feel great. I feel phenomenal for hours afterwards. And my body is like relaxed and loose. And I'm like, my blood is flowing. And I'm like, God, I feel great. You just feel different. You yeah, feel good. You know, like you feel, I feel lighter too. Like, I like, like there's somebody like literally took a 20 pounds off of my body, you know? And yep. I'm like, fuck, this is cool. Like, I feel fast. I think it's because you're not thinking about all the stress that life brings. You know, you're not thinking about bills. You're not thinking about mm-hmm. how you're going to feed your family. You're not thinking about getting to work on time. You're thinking about this cold fucking water hitting me in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. You just focus on one thing. And like, if you want to get anywhere, just create that obstacle, focus on the one thing and get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put yourself out of the comfort zone. You know, that's the best way to break that hypnotic rhythm. Um, and just, you know, just do something it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be a cold shower. You don't have to put yourself through physical pain. But, like, start with brushing teeth with your left hand, you know? Like, uh, or take a different route to work, for Christ's sake. You know, like, do you know how many paths you can take to work? Well, it might take you five minutes longer, but, hey, leave five minutes earlier. You know? Like, uh, and that, that's kind of the constant stuff that breaks the patterns of our brain that keep us safe, you know? in From ourselves. That's the thing. Is it's I'm not talking about, like, safety from other people or from, like, robbers and murderers because that's that shit doesn't happen you know unless you live in a place where it happens frequently it does happen but but the the likelihood of it happening uh, is very low you know like especially where we live like i'm I'm not gonna get the i'm gonna get hit by a drunk driver before i get robbed or mugged you know like in the line of things that'll most likely happen first (laughs) yeah you're you're more likely to hit a fucking deer and die than you are oh yeah yeah, absolutely. So you already get fucking robbed. I almost nailed a deer fucking yesterday or the day before on, on my way to work. And it was one of those, like, uh, there was a car coming at me. So, they, so it was yeah, like, so I, I was like, oh, uh, And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden on the right side, I'm like, fuck deer. <laughs> like, because, like, you know, the only time that, like, normally if there's no cars, yeah, you can see deer a mile away. But yeah. if there's a car coming at you, and I then, mean, they block a whole bunch of the light and, you know, they blind you essentially to, like, what's going on on the side of the roads. And, yeah, so you know you could get hit by a deer yep or right. you could hit a deer so their homework assignment for i think uh, not a homework assignment but Just, like uh, something to think about something to think about would be go back to that question you asked um think about a time in your life when you had a challenge that you had to rise to the occasion all right so with that being said people this is the end of our first maniac mindset podcast a sub-series of Go With The Flow. If you go to the episode description, there will be a little link where you could leave a comment on something that made you, you know, a better person, you know, like what Zach said, something where you had to rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. So if you guys comment on that, then I think we'll start the episode with sharing some of people's stories and sharing some other people's hardships. Everything will be anonymous, obviously, so you don't have to worry about, you know, us putting you on blast. Yep. But feel free to share something, and uh, thanks for listening, I guess. Yep, thank you. And thank you, Jake, for uh, introducing this. I think this is going to be fun. Absolutely. I mean, because I'm on this self-righteous growth path right now. Like, I'm working on myself Mm -hmm. a lot. And what better way to, you know, find community with somebody else that's actually doing the same thing. I like it. Because then that kind of motivates me, too. Right, and we can kind of feed each other. 
Yeah, it's just, that's all it is. Our energy is just bouncing off each other. Pretty much. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you later. Absolutely.